following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. <laughs> Tuesday, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wingstop, the official, flavor, official wing of the Dallas Cowboys, where flavor gets its wing. Where, what is it? What did I say? Where flavor gets its wings. That's it. There we go. Yes, sir. That's Thanks, right. You're correct. Right You're not there. Nate yet. Thank you, SWBC Mortgage, for sponsoring my living room. Thank you, Nate Newton, for gracing <laughs> us with your presence. Thank you, Jesse Holly, for being color-coordinated today, and Kurt Daniels with your uh, <laughs> navy blue button-up shirt on. You betcha. Leach, you well, hey, 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 what made you call Jesse out as being color-coordinated? Did you like that, what he got on, my friend? I yeah, like it. It's nice. Popping. I like it. I do yeah. like it. I like that hat. The family. I like that hat a yeah. lot. Yes. Yes, and to the guy, wow. and here's here's the deal. There's somebody I don't even know. He he's not even worth me saying his name, even if I looked it up. Somebody hit me up on Twitter, and said we need to replace Kurt with Mickey because Kurt don't say nothing on the show. And I just want to no. say that no, I is love you, B. Man. I love you, Kurt. Yes, that no. is B. S. Because Kurt, you bring you bring something to this show that none of us can. Structure. None of us do. Structure, you bring stats, you bring knowledge. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to tell that guy, like, whoever that guy was, you don't know what you're talking about. Me and Kurt, here's the deal. Me and Kurt. No, don't put put yourself in the same. Don't put yourself. Don't try to put yourself in the category with Kurt. Don't even. Me and Kurt, don't even try to do it. I'm not. I am saying Kurt and I both are similar in this way only on this show. We That's both your know that that <laughs> that too. Yes, that's, that's it. Very, End of discussion. That is observation, Jeff. There's no more similarities between you and Kurt on this show. Oh my God! <laughs> we Just both hit with the bat, man. We, <laughs> we both that's know not fair to swing his bat, bro. We we know our roles on this show. We do what yep. we're what what we need to do. We don't get in the yeah. way too often. We let the talent, <laughs> and there's two people on the show that have talent, and they're not That's white. True. Was and one guy on the show. <laughs> the other guy's just out of control. Now you pick which one. <laughs> you pick which one. <laughs> so, so Kurt, I don't, uh, I don't. The only reason why I talk a lot is because I host the show and I get us in and out of breaks. But I just want to say that I wouldn't want anyone else on this show except you because I think nope. we have uh, the perfect mix of you. talent on this show. So we me and Mickey are Appreciate boys. It. Me and Mickey are boys. I love Mick. I'm always defending Mick. But between him and Jesse. Oh my God! The other two guys would not get be able to say a word. You couldn't say nothing. You couldn't. It's something you couldn't about say him nothing. and Jesse that don't mix. It's all in water. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and they will out talk each other. Oh, man. Ah, so there you go. Yeah, so I, we got. Yeah, I won't get me in you. trouble today. I appreciate it. Stop. Just, just move on. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Let's, yep. let's move on. Dude, to the I'm not. Listen, I'm making it out of 2020 before, without going to the principal's office. Y'all won't get me today. Too You're close to 2021. Ah, I'm too close. There. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got, got a few got, more ten dollars to get. I know. You got a few, a few more. more days. <laughs> oh well, fellas, the Kellen Moore, the Kellen Moore situation is heating up. It's getting some some attention. We've got ownership talking about it. It sounds like no one's really saying, but it, it could be a done deal. What are y'all's thoughts on this? You think he's staying or you think he's going? Mm. I, I would say like he's going, you know, despite what I feel for Kellen Moore as an OC, I really do think this is a great opportunity for him. I mean, I do too. To, no, no, no. See, Nate, see, see, I am being serious, Nate. I am being serious. I am being serious. Be serious. See, this is what you're talking about. One of us got talent. One of us is out of control. I need you to be the one that has the talent and not be out of control right now. And Jesse going to follow it up. Jesse going to follow it up by saying, and you know what? I wish the defensive coordinator would get an opportunity like this too because I think it would be a good move for him too. No, because here's the thing. I I think for Kellen Moore, coming from – Boise, doing what he did in Boise and having that historical kind of thing wrapped around him. When you, you, you have a different perspective when you go from being a player to a position coach, to a coordinator, to actually now running the show. And I think this will help him become a better league OC. If he wants to become a NFL offensive coordinator, maybe down the line, a, a head coach, Everyone talks about how smart he is, but nothing replaces head coach reps like actually being a head coach, understanding what it means to come in and have to put an entire program together, not just being able to sit in one room with some quarterbacks and say, hey, here's the plan, but actually having to put together a staff, actually have to recruit players to develop players. You know, you will be an offensive side of the ball type of guy, but being able to get all these pieces in place, a practice plan, a travel plan, what happens when adversity hits, what happens when a player gets injured, all of these things, you don't really understand the full scope of it when you're an assistant or when you're a position coach, because that weight isn't on your shoulders. And so for him, I think taking a step back from being thrusted in this cowboy spotlight, going to a place like uh, like Boise, where the expectations won't be high. It's not like he's going to Ohio State or he's going to Alabama. The expectations for him to be a national champion isn't high. To have success, yes, but you don't have to worry about going to win a national championship. Then you can go and really hone up your head coaching skills, your coordinator skills, being an offensive play caller, understanding that. And then after a couple years, if you don't like it, I think then you matriculate your way back into the National Football League, having a better understanding of how to put a whole plan and program together, then step back into it and be an OC and then work your way back to being a head coach. I I kind of disagree just a little bit, Jess, in what you're saying. Uh, Let's do it. I like it. Just a few points because what you're saying overall is true. But Keller Moore is not just a guy. He is Boise. He is Idaho. He is the world. They're, they expect a whole lot of things from him. They want to be back when the other coaches there that went to Washington, they want to be back in that argument every year that why are you leaving us out of the playoffs? They are expecting that. Now, true, 
They are a loaded machine in the division that they're in, the conference that they're in. They win 10 games regularly, but they want more from Kellum. They're going to expect more, and I think he will feel a little bit of that pressure. So uh, I think they want to get back in the spotlight. Boys has been going and winning and winning, but nobody's talking about him anymore. Five or six, seven years ago, that was the talk. Of all the second-tier teams, it was always Boise. But now they're up there Cincinnati, like Cincinnati is this year. Oh, you left out Cincinnati, even though Boise is not a Division I school like that. But that is the breath they used to be spoken into. And that's, that's the little smart part, the little part that I disagree. They're going to expect a lot from Keller. Mm-hmm. So I, Jesse, I, I just what? believe that. Jesse, I know you were kind of critical of Kellen during the game, and you kind of said you'd like to see him leave. And I, I get that he, there's been times it seems like he's been too cute kind of in the red zone and stuff. But, you know, last year they had the – they set a team record for yards and all that. And this year they're going to be maybe top five in, in Cowboys history for yards and all. And, you know, with four quarterbacks and a banged-up offensive line, I mean – I don't know. It's, I'd hate to see him leave in some ways just because I feel like he's developing into a really good OC, and now the Cowboys maybe in some ways have to kind of start over, but you maybe not see it that way? No, my thing is, is that what has it produced, right? we got a lot of numbers, but what has it produced? An 8-8 eight eight record last year and, you know, a 7-9 and nine record at best this year. So you can give me all of the numbers, but what makes – like, think about this. And I, don't, I think someone said it last night, but look at look – at, the New England Patriots, and I know we are always using it as the, the gold standard, but they are the gold standard. Do you think with that roster and how depleted it is and their quarterback situation and eight guys have opted out for COVID and just the injuries, do you think without a good coach in a, a good system that they would even be where they're at right now with six or seven wins? I don't think so. And I think when you look at with Kellen, with everything that you had, you had a healthy Dak Prescott last year. You had a semi-healthy offensive line last year. You had just about all the weapons that you had last year. And it still didn't produce. And the thing about the coaching is, when I look at Kellen Moore, it's, it's what, what, what makes the great coaching is like, it's like players. If you're coaching in the National Football League, if you're playing in the National Football League, you have some ability. But what separates those from the great coaches and the average coaches and the great players and the average players? It's, it's, not, this, it's not this big mileage between the two. It's those little things that separate. And for me, when I look at what Kellen Moore does, he's still very vanilla in the type of approach that he has with the offense. He doesn't, he doesn't confuse people. He doesn't put people on their toes. And you have a wealth of talent. You have the ability to do it with the talent that you have. A lot of what he does is just kind of, I'm just going to line up and basically beat you because my Jimmys and Joes are pretty much better than your Jimmys and Joes. And then there's those critical moments in the game, those three or four or five plays within the game where you need to be on point. You need to have that thing dialed up. You need to have that thing ready to go. And, and Kellen just doesn't have that. He just doesn't have that for me. And to me, with all the talent, I, I don't want to see any more years wasted 
on Dak, on Omari, on Zeke, on CD, on uh, uh, Michael Gallup. All these years are being wasted because they are not producing. Yes, the numbers are, 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 are good. And all of the numbers across the league have risen. Even the bad, bad teams, the numbers have risen. I, I just don't want to waste any more years on trying to figure this thing out. I want to go ahead and take this well-oiled machine as far as the talent-based and just have somebody just just like the rocket boost behind it to get it over that hump, man, so that we can produce something more than just eight and eight or barely getting by. Are you, are you going to waste... Or are you going to waste? No. Are you going to waste another year bringing in a new guy and getting used to his system? No, I, I, my my prayer, my my prayer is the guy has been Coach, here for a year already. Mike. My prayer is that they finally let Mike McCarthy do what you brought him in here to do. Because this is the thing that I'm I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Why did you bring Mike McCarthy here? Like, why, why did you bring why? him here? Like, that is the biggest part of me. Analytics. Why did you bring him here? If this is, if you want him just walking around on game day, twiddling in his thumbs and digging in his nose and doing God <laughs> knows what, you know, in between the lines, then you could have kept Jason Garrett and just brought in offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator, you know, bringing, bringing the analytics team. Like, if that was the case, I, I, I don't know why you brought him here if if for not to let him do what he does. And that, that's the thing I'm trying to wrap my head around on. What was the purpose of you bringing him here? If the purpose was because of his offensive genius or whatever, then let him do that. Give him full control and let him do that. This is why you're paying him the big bucks. You're not paying him the big bucks to walk around and make sure that people are on time for practice or that we got a practice report of injuries. No, you brought him in here because of his knowledge on the offensive side of the ball and his ability to develop quarterbacks. I just think let him do that. Yeah. You, you, you know, th th this is, uh, you know, I listen to our flagship station. And Kurt, they said the very same thing you said. And I remember when we first acquired Coach, everybody talked about his ability to call offenses, how he helped the young Aaron Rodgers before they bumped heads. And everybody was so shocked when they kept Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Why would you bring him in here? Why would you just get the guy from Oklahoma? Why would you get this guy? Why would you get a young guy? We wanted a bright, strong, been there before offensive mind. Now I hear everybody saying, with Kellum leaving, uh, I, I just don't know about Mike McCarthy. We have, you mean to tell me we went out and got Coach McCarthy for what? Well, I think you got you got to wonder, is ownership going to let him? Because you remember, they took the OC job away from Garrett, saying they wanted to walk around coach. And in Garrett's last couple of years, you know he wanted to call plays, but they wouldn't let him. They let they kept, know, brought Kellen Moore in. But, so are they going to change? Is ownership going to change? That's on They're, Garrett. That's on Garrett. Hmm, Sometimes know. you have to not No, no, Kurt. Okay, I'll use my household. If I if I'm if I'm about to lose my wife and da 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 this, it's up to me. And if it's up to me, I'm gonna go down fighting. I ain't mm -hmm. gonna let Jesse come in and say, "Well, I counsel y'all, and I'll be the mediator <laughs> between whether y'all stay together or not." <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Yeah. If Coach McCarthy is all of that, when we when eight months ago, 
If he was all of that when we hired him and sat here and talked about his offensive powers, now all of a sudden we go through a terrible year which he has managed well, and, and now he has an opportunity to call plays. Now all of a sudden uh, eight months pass and he's diminished? What, 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 fire this guy. Get rid of him, get rid of Nolan, and just let's just keep uh, uh, kill him and make him the head coach. If it's if, <laughs> because it, what we're basing this all on is is whether Kellum is here or not. That it the ship don't stop. The right. head coach is Mike McCarthy. At least I thought he was, but yeah. the last few days but I'm will like, he wow. be the, But will he be the coordinator? I guess is the is the question. I, I've been hearing about uh, Nussmeier. Is that if I'm pronouncing his name right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been. Yeah. I've been hearing that he has the opportunity to be an in-house guy. But I, I just don't believe, and maybe I'm wrong. And I, hey, you know what? Maybe they do want him to just stand up and walk around and, like Jesse <laughs> say, do, do weird things with his hands. <laughs> is, this, is this any kind of distraction for the players at all? No. Yes. No, only, only the quarterback. Yes. And that the most the most important piece of this thing, the quarterback, because he wants to know who will I be listening to next, and that's a big big thing because you think about all right, I went from listening to Jason Garrett slash John Kitna slash Kellen Moore a year ago, and then this year it was Nussmeyer slash McCarthy slash Kellen Moore. So now what am I going to do next year? And you want to talk about keeping your quarterback? This also goes into play. When I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm Dak Prescott, I'm saying, okay, who's going to be here with me for the next four or five years? Because if, if, if we're bouncing offensive coordinators out every other year, then I'm going to end up like Matt Ryan with all this talent, with all these weapons, but I can't keep an offensive coordinator longer than a year. So next year, I'm hearing a different voice with a different mindset. And then the year after that, I'm hearing a different voice with a different mindset. And then the year after that, I'm hearing a different voice with a different mindset. That throws a quarterback in, that, that, that just, quarterbacks hate that. I, quarterbacks are like, they want, they want a relationship. They want a marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to know who is going to be calling the plays? What are we going to be calling so that there can be this synchronization, this synergy between myself and the play caller? When you see the good football teams, when you see the, the especially those who have the quarterbacks, the Drew Breeses of the world, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they're so lockstep in with one another. They're so they finish each other's sentences. It's like a marriage. I want to know that he's thinking what I'm thinking when it's third and eight. And he calls to the, and he looks over there and he goes, ah, nah, I was going to call that same play. Yeah, we were on the same. That's what you want with your quarterback. So when you talk about it being a distraction, it may not be a distraction to the entire team, but it's a damn sure as a distraction mm-hmm. to your quarterback who wants to, just wants to know, who am I going to marry? Who am I going to be in this committed relationship with? Who is who am I going to be able to say we are one? My OC and, and my and, and my quarterback. That's who you want to be like this. You want them to be thicker than thieves so that on game day, it's it's you always hear, oh, I need you to be the I, I need you to be my point guard. I need you to be the player on the field for me. Well, you cannot do that if every single offseason we're changing philosophies and concepts and voices and, and procedures and all these kind of crazy different things. That's where it gets a distraction at with my quarterback if I keep changing my offensive coordinator. What about right now for this next game? No. Is it no? Doesn't matter. 
this is what the question I the question I have is the question I have, and I and I will continue to ask this question: Who is Mike McCarthy? What is he? What is he? I mean, is he just another Jason Garrett? And that's what everybody's relegating him to now? Just walk around? Because I'm going to tell you something, fellas. Y'all may not believe this right here. But every successful national head coach in this league, we know the head coach. Every non-successful head coach in this league, we know their coordinators. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's pick this up when we come back. I think that's a, a good point, Jesse. The gospel finally made a good point on the show instead of just wanting to hear himself talk. <laughs> he actually had something that I haven't really thought about before. Dak Prescott's in the middle of contract negotiations still. That's a great point because you see a lot of these really good, talented quarterbacks, a la Matt Ryan. And, and other guys in the league that Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a great example where they switch out your your coordinator, you know, every every other year or something, and you can't get a rhythm going, and they can't find success. If I'm a quarterback, I'm looking to sign a long term deal. I think I'm a franchise guy. That's probably going to sway my decision because my ultimate goal is to win a championship, and if I don't Amen. think I'm set up for success around that, I'm going to go look somewhere. That is. I'm going to look at one of these these bright young minds that I know I can lock in with that's going to have success with me and elevate themselves to a head coaching job, whatever, someone that I'm going to be with at least three, four, five years so I can get that championship. So I think that's a great point. Let's pick that up when we come back. And also, we had Greg Ellis on Crosstalk last night. Coach Greg Ellis. Yes, Tar Heel, and now the head coach of Texas College in Tyler, Texas. Um, I want to know, we've asked Nate this before, but we, I don't know if we asked Jesse. If, if Jesse would ever entertain being a position coach or a head coach somewhere, that, all that and more when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. 
Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. So you have your special game watching sweats. That's adorable. How about you start to value yourself a little, experience the game in comfort without the nacho cheese stains, upgrade to Tommy John loungewear. You'll look better, feel better, and maybe claw back some of that good old self-respect. Shop loungewear at Tommy Don, Tommy Don, Tommy John with a J, <laughs> dot com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Welcome back to the show. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels. And Jesse, good point you brought up earlier. Want to want to elaborate on that a little bit more. That's a great point. Dak Prescott is up for you know, he's in contract negotiations and if I'm him, my legacy is going to be cemented with how many championships I've won. There's there you know, there's tons of great quarterbacks that never make it to the Hall of Fame, that aren't mentioned in the, the conversation when it comes to you know, elite quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. You, your legacy is defined by championships, by Super Bowl victories, not how many times you made it to the playoffs, how many times you won a Super Bowl. And if I'm a young quarterback in my prime and this next contract that I'm signing is going to be the prime of my career and where I have a chance to win those championships, I want it. I want to saddle up to a guy that is going to be with me through that run of my, you know, in my prime. How much does this decision factor into Dak's decision to sign here, hold out, not sign here for a long-term deal? Like, how much is is that me overthinking what you said, or is that something he's really thinking about? As hey, I want to be here because this is the guy that is going. I'm going to be hooked to for the next four, five, six years. You want me to answer? Or you want Nate to go first? Either one. You answer. Go ahead. It's your question. Prompted him to think of. There you go. Um, There you go. When you when you're in contract negotiations at this magnitude, you think about everything. Mm. See, Dak is just not somebody who's just trying to get a deal because you need to get a deal. No, you're trying to get a deal to be the franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and that means something. So I have to make sure whoever I'm going to be tied to for the next four or five years that it's not going to leave me. Uh, you know, in a damaged situation. And so for Dak, he's looking at every single nook and cranny. What will my roster look like? What will the coaching staff look like? Uh, you know, how much, you know, how much cap room will we have in the future? How much, you know, what, what, what draft picks do we have in the future? All of these things are being, um, being brought to the table and added to the equation. So when you start hearing rumors about your offensive coordinator, uh, potentially going to leave for another job, you start to ask the question. And to be honest with you, I 
and maybe this is just a player in me for a guy like Dak Prescott, I kind of want in on this conversation. I, I really do. I kind of want mm. in on this conversation. I want to know what direction are we actually going in, especially if you're looking for me to sign for the next four or five years and to be a franchise quarterback, because I want to know, I want to be able to kind of wrap my head and, and my arms around a situation of, are we going this way? Does this guy fit my style? Right? You may, you may sign a guy who doesn't fit my style, the way I play or the things that I do well. So if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm taking everything into consideration and I kind of, I'm not saying I have to be at the head of the table, but I'm saying at least let me pull up a lawn chair to the table and have a little bit of say so in this discussion. Now on the flip side, ownership may say, you'll have a say so when you sign this deal, but Dak also can come back and say, well, I ain't signing the deal if I don't have a say so in it anyway. So that's where I stand out on that. I think everything is brought into play when you're talking about the magnitude of the contract that Dak Prescott is getting ready to sign or will sign or hopes to sign to be the franchise quarterback. And I want in on the decision making when it comes to who are we bringing in next? Because I, at the end of the day, this while it falls on Mike McCarthy, it also falls on Dak Prescott. And to Kurtz uh, and to my point earlier, look at Matt Stafford. Look at Ryan, uh, uh, Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Two really good, talented quarterbacks. Problem is, bad coaching in some points and a continuing revolving door when it comes to offensive coordinating. They don't know what to do. What, they don't know what they're going to be from year in and year out because the voices and the mindset and the tutelage and everything changes every other year for them. So that's where I would be. Mm. Nate? A la Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers walked in a lot of years ago and wanted to help make a decision. They looked at him and said, you just a player. We'll mm-hmm. handle the decision. They messed around and signed him to the first mega, mega contract, and all of a sudden everything started going his way. So you have to, you have to know his management. If you're going to sign this guy, some things he's going to have to be offensively, he's going to have to be a part of. And so uh, I agree with you guys 100%, man, but if y'all start rolling in these OCs in here, watch, watch it. Like I told you a lot of years ago, one day we're going to have to have some defense in here. Start rolling the OCs in here and see what happens. Nate, what was it like for, I think, Jesse, when you were the Cowboys, it was more or less stable. But, Nate, with, during your run in the 90s, I mean, you had a few guys, a few coaches coming in and out, different coordinators. What was that? Were the players, you know, not were they the first four asked years. about not or anything? The, not the first four or five years. Jimmy brought his guys. We only yeah. changed offensive coordinators. And, and the only way they were able to leave is that they had head coaching jobs. Jimmy believed in stability in his organization. And he believed that we, we did it this way, this way, and this way. And we only adjusted if we had something elite happen, good or bad. Not an average guy, not an average situation, but something elite. Then we made a change. If it wasn't that, we stayed, on, we stayed focused and on the move. Would, would they, like when Tur- Norv left, did they consult Troy at all? Did they, did they ask players about Didn't have to. See, some, certain, certain people, and I'll give you another example, was they changed uh, several years ago the, the offensive coordinator for Big Ben. He moaned publicly for a little while, but in his heart, Big Ben knew that he had trust in the organization to have him first 
and foremost. Unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, who just blew $100 million and didn't have their quarterback first and foremost. Mm. Mm. Good points, good points, good talk, Kurt. This organization is Dak first and foremost. You know know what, is he under the tag or is he signed long term? (laughs) That's true, that's true. And that's going to be, that's going to be the life or death when it comes to this organization is who are you going to prioritize? Because we know this is a quarterback-driven league. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you break it down. This National Football League in the year of 2021 and for the foreseeable future, this is a quarterback-driven league. You have a good quarterback. you You have a good quarterback and a quarterback that is playing good. You got a chance. Because remember, there's examples all across the league. Look at Buffalo. Josh Allen was a guy two years ago. They were saying, oh, they, they was already writing a big B, a bus. He's about to be a big bus. He got some stability. He got some weapons around him. Front office made some made some changes. They made, they got some players in there. Now the kid talking about he's in the MVP race. And all of a sudden, his game changed. If your quarterback is first, and you begin with him and build around him, you got something happening. I'm telling you, this is a quarterback-driven league. It starts there. It ends there. When you take care of him and he's doing what he's supposed to do for you, you got a chance. We're going to see when it comes to the Cowboys. Mm. And we're going to see if Jesse would get into coaching when we come back. And also, Kurt, the last segment is yours because you made this beautiful document for me today. And I think we talked about, with about 10 points on it, I think we talked about one. So the last segment is yours after we get to Jesse. No, no, you're hosting the last segment after we find out. Would Jesse get into coaching? (laughs) What would it take? What would the position be? And how much money would he have to make? More than $10 a game, I'm sure. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seeky is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seeky app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for Hanging with the Boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to hanging with the boys. Kurt, are you looking for something to change up your dinner routine with your 18 kids you and 45 different dogs? Well, you should get in your car and drive from Arlington to the Star in Frisco and help local businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants in the Star District. For information on delivery, takeout, or curbside pickup and dine-in options, visit thestardistrict.com. I am speaking from experience. I eat up there usually multiple times a week and they've got some good stuff there at the star all right <laughs> jesse before we turn this thing over to kurt do you have any desire into ever getting into no. coaching no no what if you were offered the head coaching job at unc no no really what about basketball no <laughs> no how come too much time way too much time way too much time <laughs> I, I weigh too much time. Like, I remember what it was as a player, right? Mm-hmm. How much time that I had to sacrifice as a player. Now, think about the people who have to get ready for me to come into the building. I spent all day there, and I had to walk into a building, and stuff had to be prepared for me when I got there. Well, who prepared it? The coaches. So they had to be there before I did and after I left. And I was there all day. So, mm. No, I, nope. I, I, I don't want to, uh-uh, no, no, I, no, I would love to do, one thing I would love to do, I think I would be great at, as far as in the coaching world and college coaching, I think I would be great at recruiting, like, I would want to go into the homes <clears throat> and, and meet people, like, I would be great at that, but coaching, mm-hmm. I've never had an earning, yearning, burning sensation anywhere in my body, for other reasons as well, never had any burning sensations you in my body, you know what, you know um, what, but, in coaching either. You should. I, I tell you why Jesse would be so great, Shannon and Kurt and Chris, is he would go into their homes and he would start talking. And before some people like, okay, you win. Sign. You get in 12 hours. Talking in the submission. You can Sign. have my kid. Get out of my house. You know what? You would, be, you would be so successful. You should, you should apply at every college in Louisiana, because you would you would murder them trailer parks, Jesse. You would have every <laughs> trailer park. That's what all the talent is. That's what all the talent is. The talent is. That's what all the talent at right there. Wow. We all would be winning. My school had a top recruiting class, and I would be a happy person. <laughs> we would all, you get all bonus the talent. You bring in the top players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They will be saying, bring him back to the parks. Bring him back to the trailer parks. There we go. All right, Kurt, last eight minutes of the show is all you, man. Get as much in as you can. You're on the clock. How do you follow that up? How do you follow that up with trailer parks? You can't. You can only try. You can only try. (laughs) You can go to mobile home parks. Okay. That's what it is. Nice. I want to get your feedback on this. Uh, Jerry said, this morning that it's unlikely that Zach Martin would be back for this final game. When he originally went out, they talked about maybe it would be a chance. Would you maybe try to rush him back with the playoffs on the line? Is 75% of Zach better than like 100% of Terrence Steele out there at right tackle? Nope. Nope. Not because he's not better than Zach. I mean, better than 
still just no i wouldn't do it this is this is your all world everything right you take a little bit more precaution with this guy you you want him to be here for the next six seven years so rushing anything back to further hurt it again we talked about it before the realistic chance of the Cowboys getting into the playoffs and actually doing any damage, right? You got to go through Tampa Bay. You got to go through New Orleans and all that kind of crazy stuff. Would that, would that affect my offseason? Will I be able to now, Zach has to, excuse me, Zach has to go in and get surgery because we rushed him back too soon and now his calf is hurt further. Anytime you're dealing with 300-pound dudes and, and, and you start dealing with legs, that stuff is recurring injuries, man. You got to let that thing fully healed and, and get them back in the offseason so you can get this thing really right and have all your guys ready to go. Tip-top shape. Hmm. You talked about uh, the offseason here and what's ahead. If you're looking at the bigger picture, would it be better for the Cowboys to win this last game, finish on a four-game winning streak, get some momentum going, but lose out on the playoffs, have Washington win, and the Cowboys wouldn't make the playoffs so they'd get a little higher draft pick? I don't care about be a draft pick. <laughs> I don't care about draft pick because this year here, the defense is not with. What I, I talk to some people and they keep the saying, like maybe you stretching it at ten before you can get a good defensive player. So it don't matter. Just go out, let these scouts scout the players, ask the coaches what they like, and let the scouts bring in the player. I think if they if they would. If they went out, even, even if they didn't make the playoffs, they'd still have a pick in the teens, you know. But if they made the playoffs and, and got knocked out first round, they'd have picked like 19 or something. So I don't know if it'd be that big of a difference. Uh, as a player, I don't, I don't care I like about... I win, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't care about... I, I, trust me, I'm, you think... Guys aren't going out there saying, hey, man, let's go get that drive pick. I told you guys before, every high drive pick that we get especially if it's going to be on my side of the ball, is an opportunity for me not to have a job. I yeah. want to go out there and, and win and play. And That's, yeah. I, again, I we, the, we... Go ahead. Well, the most important thing is to win that last game, to get four-game winning streak. But I just wondered, you know, in some eyes, if they didn't make the playoffs but have the win, if, is it the best of both wor worlds in some way? Not for the players. You're just talking no. about for the fans, right? You talking well, about for the fans? In general, whatever, either way. No, no it can't no. be in general because it, you you you're talking about players, and Jesse has expressed it, and I went overboard with expressing it. Losing ain't in our creed. Yeah. So and losing never losing never build winning habits. Like it never like only winning build winning habits. Like you can't build on winning by losing. I want to win all the time. That that's a habit that I constantly want to have in my life, in my program, and my players. I want to win. We understand that losing is a part of what we do, but I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to. I don't want to nourish it. I don't want it to flourish in my program. I don't want it to be a part of my vocabulary. I want to win all the time. Period. And so, and so if you. Get a chance at the playoffs, and if you got the right type of guys, that thirst gonna grow to be right. in those playoffs. And like I say, you know, I, you know, I understand, you know, with the flagship stations, you know, guys on two and three and four hours, you got to come up with some type of gimmick. But uh, losing ain't just wow. I just don't understand it. I really what don't. Would it, I, what I'm would not, it? What would it? What would it do for the guys? 
on the team from a a mental aspect and a and a kind of a swagger to to get into the playoffs like finishing the year the way that they did what would that set you up for? would that make a difference for next year if if you did limp into the playoffs and you just even if you lose that first game you got in when everybody counted you out does that does that galvanize you a little bit more as a team and it holds you more yes. accountable it holds you more accountable to yourself to your teammates because we had to build like this we were kind of like this when we went 79 and was waiting on another team i don't know who what who it was i, I was in the same position and we sit in front of a, a, a store and we over at the cowboy cafe and we cheering for this team to win so we can get in the playoffs and yes even back then our media around here was like oh losing is the best thing you know yeah that is right for the fans so I agree for the fans and the normal people and the stuff like that. But for these players, I'm an ex-player. I want them to get everything they can get, especially the way this year started. Yeah. What's it like as players having to rely on, in this case, Washington to, a, to do your favor? A bad feeling, especially when it's in the East. I'm telling you, Washington, Washington, oh, thank you, Washington and Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia, like, they players like, man, we finna help the Cowboys? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and Washington, like, we got to do this to keep the Cowboys out? Yes, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I hate it when it's about all within your conference. I hate that. I'd rather for it to be an AFC team I got to depend on. Mm. <laughs> well, fellas, we are out of time. And I just want to say. questions, man. Thoughtful questions. Kurt? Yes, we need to take a vote, man. Should it be Shannon or Kurt leading this deal? Kurt, Kurt, 100%. That way Shannon can talk more. But if he talk more, you don't get to talk more. That's fine. I I like watching (laughs) y'all work. I enjoy it's watching y'all work. set up perfectly here. That means we cutting into your talking time, Nate. Uh, I'm going to get you mine. Me. I just say mine. something crazy. Nate get, I'm hey, going to get Nate, mine. Nate gets his $10 either way, talking or no talking. So. Hey, I, wa- I want to say, you know what? I, I, was, I, I, I expressed how proud I was of Jesse for what he did for those kids uh, a, a yes. week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say how proud I am of you, Nate. That you made it all the way through this show without saying the red word. Because you were so well, I was saying you were I was so scared to even say Washington, bro. You were I so nervous. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, I say, say that. Yesterday on this show, you were so nervous on and off the air about saying the R word. And you did so good because you said, Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pre-apologize. And I, you know, I, I know I'm gonna mess this up. I've been saying this my whole life because that's the team I grew up you know, rooting hating. against, hating, yeah. played for, all of this. So it's going to probably slip out. So I apologize. You made it all the way through the show yesterday, made it through the show today. But last night we were on Crosstalk on the flagship station and <laughs> Nate lets it slip out twice, back to back, bam, bam. And I was like, oh, man. So I'm proud of you, Nate. I'm proud of you for making it through today. So good job. Let's not talk about that other team at all. Okay, we won't even bring them up. We'll just be Eagles fans for this week. Golly, that pains me to say. But we got to do it. We got to root for them this week. I ain't even cheering for the Broad Street Bullets. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Nate, good seeing you, Kurt. Good seeing you. Good stuff. Jesse, great opinions. Let's do it again tomorrow. We are family. Same time, same place tomorrow. Hang with the boys. See you then. Peace. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?